Little Figueredo. He lost, got submitted. Davidson's little brother. Well, he's definitely not as good as his brother. Yeah, Francisco. It would be hard to be as good as his brother, really. His brother's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. He looks exactly like Davidson if you turn the brightness down on him. Um, (laughs) Kayla. (laughs) He does. Hey, you know why I love that man? I'm very excited to know what makes Dom happy. Mm. I could think of a few things. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now I have to hear them. So, so let's just do that. And then we'll go back to my stuff. Fine wine. High level UFC fights. True and true. Carry on. LA Rams. Yes. Championship performances. Yep. <laughs> Besting uh, me at sports knowledge. Dreaming of a day when the Angels will be competitive. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> because I'm sure Ryan saw the Angels news. Yeah. Um it, what's the what's the word on that? Is that is that full go on Stell for Mr. Moreno? It seems like it, right? It seems like that's what he's saying. They did say that they would explore some sort of restructure, um, or or potentially maybe he takes a like minority stake in the team and uh, a group buys into it. The uh, ironically, I don't know if it's ironic, but the people who uh, facilitated the sale of the angels from the Disney company. Never forget. There was a time where Michael Eisner was in the owner's box only for the playoffs (laughs) in 2002. (laughs) Michael, we love you. You gave us a rock formation and waterfall that no one asked for, but that is now beloved. (laughs) Uh, Was that like during the angels in the outfield timeframes, like Disney and the angels? Well, you know, Aaron, it was. Okay. It was. Okay. Was it? Oh yeah. Um the Not well even. actually the when did Disney buy the Angels actually? And when did Angels in the Outfield debut? Angels in the Outfield is like 1993. <laughs> yeah, it is. Joseph Gordon Disney Levitt. bought the Angels in 1994. You're very close. Okay, 94. Disney bought the Angels in 96. Interesting. Um, guarantee the movie's dry. Guarantee it. Like, now what's make weird is fucking team. What's weird <laughs> is in 2003, no no no, sorry, in 2000 in 1996, the Angels sold from the Autry family their original owners for 150 million dollars. Artie Moreno, I believe paid 180, 183 maybe. Um yeah, 180 about 180 million. You know, who's counting. They are now valued at billion dollars damn among their many accomplishments in the Artie moreno tenure are either five or six division uh championships i hate to say championship when it comes to the division um and this is actually not what i was going to talk about that makes me happy but it does make (laughs) me happy so here we are um Mm -hmm. five or six division championships 
a, a full one playoff appearance in the last eight years. They were at the center of a of the sort of foreign substance sticky fingers that major league pitchers have been dealing with for a couple years. Nobody talks about that because simultaneously someone in their front office was funneling uh, opiates to a promising young pitcher, which he died of. Um, Oh, and if, and just so you know, if that wasn't enough, the angels offered 340 give or take million dollars for a plot of land that kind of surrounds their stadium in Anaheim, California. They actually offered Garrett Cole, a single pitcher, more money than that. And he turned them down. That's another (laughs) thing. Um, And that deal fell apart because of corruption with the city of Anaheim. Disclaimer, it does not seem that the angels were a part of any uh, What's the hmm. word I'm looking for? Um, Tom Foolery. There was there was no. Holy shit! What is the word for when corruption? The angels were not part of the corruption, but nonetheless, they kind of were. I like Tom Foolery instead of corruption. <laughs> Among their greatest achievements, still would be possessing and, and you know. I'll use that term lightly. The two best players we have seen since the early nineties and really since like the fifties or sixties or even before that, and never finding a way to field a competitive team around them. That is something of an accomplishment. And just last week or two weeks ago, when I was at the game with my grandma, we were talking as we often do about ways to fix the team. And I said, Grammy, I'm going to be honest with you. I think a fish rots from the head down. And she said, how do we get Artie Moreno to sell the team? I said, I don't think he ever will. And then, you know what? The heavens opened up. The skies parted. And yesterday he made the announcement. (laughs) I heard he said he was considering it. I mean, why do you say something like that if you're not actually going to do it? If he says I'm selling, he immediately tanks their value, which is a problem. You can't do that. And obviously the Angels weren't in the outfield that day. They were in the crowd with you and your grandma. And they heard you. That is true. And what's even crazier (laughs) is at $2.2 billion, I would say they're a relative bargain. Uh, You know, that's not... I wouldn't say you're wrong. Now, having said all of that... I am formally announcing on this show my status as the chairman of an investment group that is going to make a bid for the angels. Both of you can be part of this group. If you want, it consists of me and my grandmother and a coworker who pledged a thousand dollars. And it's unlikely we're going to get near 2.2 billion, but not impossible. Let's not make impossible. It the PNP Arena, the PNP Arena Stadium, TPNP Ooh. Field at Angel Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, TPNP my, my Field. first order of business. Their name will revert to, to the, the California Angels. Ooh, of Anaheim? No, just the California. Just the California Angels. The, this is a strange thing. When I was in Little League, uh, when I was, I think, the third or fourth team, 12 maybe, I was on the Blue Jays, right? 
but there was some sort of conflict within the uh the team naming the, the thing blue jays that, organization something right and we became the blue angels and for an entire season i wore a blue jay jersey with an angels hat and that was my okay. team <laughs> okay it was uh it was a wild time i still so we have to add talking about the angels to the list of things that makes dom happy yes the other but, things that make me happy are that you're wearing an Aces Comedy Club shirt today? I am, yeah. yeah. And as it happens, mm-hmm. I have a coworker who has. Have you, are you familiar with? Uh, I think it's called Roosevelt's. They make kind of like silly button-down graphic shirts. R S V L T S. They're pretty cool. Uh, Roosevelt's. If you're listening, sponsor the show. Um, this one is free. The next one is not. We um, <laughs> have a shirt. I'm only going to tell you this part to protect the the semi-innocent. He had a shirt that, or he was wearing a shirt today that is uh, Zach Morris and Screech Powers in the episode where they are they are alone in Screech's house and break the statue of Elvis. <laughs> Obviously, you have some sort of connection to that shirt. I'll just say that. And I told my my coworker friend about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the one who Dustin Diamond stabbed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Close connection. Not true, but I did drive through Jack in the Box with him. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to tell that part, but I remember you telling me in the moment that yeah, he's fucking crazy. So yeah. that's cool. He's cool. He was very cool. I mean, I did got a real up. hog on him though. I'll say that. I've heard. I've heard he has a tape about it. Um, <laughs> wow, my mind yes, went does. to a dark place and it wasn't porn. I was surprised it wasn't. Yeah, never mind. And like, so some would some would call it art at his level. Go on. Was that was that what makes you happy? Was just that I wore this shirt? Just that I talked about that today, and, and, it and you're wearing to that shirt today. Yeah, that's cool. I posted a picture on our Instagram of Dustin Diamond Poirier, which is a great mashup yep. costume. Yes, it is, and. uh if you haven't looked at our Instagram, uh, I'll bring it up so you can see it. What about George Michael Chandler? Ooh, that's so good. Okay, we're going to have to do another yeah. one. Um, I think that that is for sure. So for anybody that's listening, uh, you should go to our Instagram immediately. And while you're there, subscribe to the show. Yeah, subscribe to the show. Go to the website, thepreettyneatpodcast.com. But uh, yeah, Stephen Thompson will not be joining us tonight. Yeah, here we go. Ready? Okay. Oh, what? Dustin Ian. Diamond Poirier. <laughs> huh? Indiana John Jones? Indiana like John Jones, yeah. <laughs> Paddington Bear Pimblet and, uh-huh. <laughs> and his pet puppy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dracar, close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Pewter Pan. (laughs) I love Pewter Pan. That's my favorite one. (laughs) Yeah. He looks so disappointed to be there. Okay. The Maverick uh, re signed her, her, uh, signed a new UFC contract and posted about it on Instagram today. And I commented on how neat that was, which, by the way, it's pretty neat. And she liked our comment. So I'm lucky. Friend of the show. Uh, Yep. Friend of the show, come on anytime. Fighting in two weeks. Yeah, come on anytime. And I'm glad we wore our brown pants today. 
Because I was excited when I saw that yep. response. So what's the Britney Spears thing? <laughs> the side of Britney Spears the media never talks about. <laughs> One day, Britney was waiting in line at Kohl's. In front of her was a woman with her five-year-old son. <laughs> Before the cashier said the total, the little boy said the price and was exactly right. The cashier said, great job. To which the boy's mom replied, I'm sorry, he is so annoying. And Brittany then said to the boy, don't listen to her. Keep studying and you will accomplish great things. That little boy grew up to be Steve Jobs. <laughs> just gotta, we just have to share the news articles that are relevant. And yeah, that's really what that's it comes so down to. Uh, like that one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was there was some interesting turns and of event at the event in which yeah there was belt changed hands what I texted you both and said I'm gonna say two things that really upset me when people say those things yet mm-hmm. you're going to do them because in this case you said they're true I think in this case they are uniquely true and we're not going to talk about Leon and Kamaro first we're going to talk about Anthony Joshua first cool. I was very now, curious to hear your brain on this one. Now, I do not know what Anthony Joshua did after the fight ended. I turned it off after um, the fight, after the decision, the split decision. Apparently, Anthony Joshua grabbed the mic and it got kind of weird. Is that, do you guys know? Yeah. So he took the fight or took the mic from Usyk. There's oh. uh, some conversation that he took the flag from him as well, which is yeah. weird. And then, of course, you know, there were some complaints about not, not fighting up to his ability, mm-hmm. some other shenanigans. I mean, in hindsight, I think he he kind of backed backed off those comments after it all. He had did, yeah. Settled. And it says here he threw a couple of the belts on the, the floor. Yes, he did do that. Only to return and deliver an impassioned, impassioned speech. Okay. <sighs> Here's what I'm going to say. Alexander Usyk is a very skilled fighter. Yes. I think he presents a kind of uniquely unique (laughs) matchup challenge for Anthony Joshua. Right? They say styles make fights. I just think what Joshua does just doesn't doesn't match up well with Usyk. I think Usyk is kind of the... If you watched either fight, the first fight was not particularly close. This fight actually was... Um, I know some people have issue with the split decision. I don't. And the thing that I'm going to say about this fight that people will say that I don't like when they say that thing is if this fight was three rounds longer, and I say three rounds because heavyweight title fights used to be 15 rounds, not 12. If this fight was three rounds longer, I think Anthony Joshua wins. From the sixth round to the 12th round, he was landing serious body shots, and you could see involuntary physical reactions from Usyk. Now, the the tails to to that head's is that Usyk was coming back like a fucking banshee after every single one of those and after each of those rounds ended. And that's why Joshua lost. He throws, they call it an up jab that he throws. I think they're making that up, but it's, it is literally his jab, but he has to aim it up because Joshua is so much taller than him. Um, if that fight is three rounds longer, I think Anthony Joshua wins. I think if he approaches the second half of the 11th or the first half, I can't particularly remember. And the 12th round differently, I think he wins, or at least they go to a split decision draw 
not a split decision loss. However, you have to take the belt. I always say that. He did not take the belt. That's fine. A draw would have been better for his career. I don't really know where he goes from here. Um, I do think there is a case for a third fight, but I think Joshua has to beat someone first, maybe Derek Chisora. Um, I think Deontay Wilder absolutely annihilates Alexander Usyk, and I know that Tyson Fury absolutely annihilates him. I just think he's stylistically a weird fight for Anthony Joshua. And I do not approve of Anthony Joshua's antics afterwards. Him and him and Wilder have both shown that they don't know how to deal with loss, and I don't like that. That's number one. Would either of you like to weigh in on that? Um, I didn't watch the fight, so commentary aside, you know, from what I've heard, you watched it. I know yeah. that you are a big fan of Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. Kind of smells like a little bit of a homer take. Okay. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And that's fair. Um, yeah. I watched the highlights and listened to one podcast recap. And really, you kind of hit the same sentiment that I heard. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't far off. Uh, I actually think you were a lot more lenient on Joshua than some of the other commentary I've heard. Well, they've been pretty tough on him. They've been, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty tough. He has struggled to rise to the occasion. That That is, but he beat Klitschko, which is weird. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know where he goes from here. He says he wants to fight in December. Okay. Um, <laughs> who do you fight? I don't know. The thing with boxing is they just pull these guys out of pretty much nowhere. And, you know, Jake Paul. Um, there. There, yeah, okay. There was also okay. the weird thing in that on that card where Badu Jack they their the third round lasted an extra minute because the timekeeper didn't bang the sticks and, and nobody stopped it. So wow. the round went four minutes, not three. Wow. Um wow. That also that whole fight card, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. Whatever. I don't know that Anthony Joshua can actually beat Usyk, but he was he was figuring it out. He was working the body hard. If you look at the stats, the CompuBox stats. He was much more efficient with his punches, at least through like 10 or 11. Um, there are some things you could say that are favorable to Anthony Joshua there. And if he was like the challenger in the fight, the sort of take on him would be way different than it is because he he is of such status. Anyway, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Hmm. Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman. We could talk about the rest of this card. We will. Yeah. I am not going to say that Leon Edwards got lucky. No, he didn't. And I'm that was not luck. That was practiced. That was practiced. It was on purpose. And we got it. And I want to mention Jens Pulver on Twitch. Yeah. Because Jens Pulver moments before that, just like Rogan, when he was saying Edson Barbosa setting up the head kick and Adam's going to risk getting knocked out. And then he got knocked out yep. with a head kick, right? Yep. Same exact shit, but it was Jens Pulver who was like, Leon found that head kick. He's been waiting to launch it and he's going to, and it's going to happen. And it was, it was pretty incredible. He freaked out on Twitch. Uh, but that was, that was practice. That was. Yes. Look if at him. They now. Simulate that fight a hundred times. That's the one time where it happens. <laughs> I don't disagree tricking, with you. 
I'm not taking anything away from him. He was losing that fight. Some people want to give him the first round. Okay. The advanced stats so heavily favor Usman. It's not even funny. Nobody thinks Leon Edwards is the better fighter. Usman is already a favorite in the trilogy. It gets a little weird because he probably won't fight until February and Leon says he's ready to go now. I'm not going to say it was Kamaru's best performance. In fact, all three of us and Mike said that Leon was going to make it tough on him and he did. But if that thing goes 55 seconds longer, Kamaru is a unanimous decision four rounds to one probably on all three cards and still. Mm-hmm. It, it just so happened that we talk about the the Doctor Strange. I, I looked at 14,681 outcomes how many we win one this was the one and that's great i don't want to take anything away from him but that's not happening again right kamaru gets the belt back from leon for sure i you know hamzad or whoever has it by the time kamaru is ready to go back to fighting i don't know but this is this is not the same as amanda and juliana in that juliana beat her in a way that seemed replicable i do not think leon can do that again I would argue that Leon may have a good chance of doing it again because Leon was the first person to take down Kamaro Usman. It happened in the first round. Yeah. That was a nice flex on Leon's part. And Kamaru honestly, like, should have just done the exact same thing he did the first time. But he did what Ryan said he was going to do which was he trusted his hands too much. That was what was going to leave him open, was if he thought he was the super high-caliber striker, which he is, Mm -hmm. but he's a wrestler first. Leon is a striker first. So it was a combination of exactly what we thought was going to happen, like you said, Camaro, and still, like, just point him out. But if he depends on his striking and gets cocky, that's where... He's got the the holes. And Ryan Ryan the, said that, you know, on the last but the thing, The thing with MMA where it differs from a sport like football, this would be like a team down 28 to 7 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter throwing a 71-yard Hail Mary touchdown. I've except that instead of only being – except that instead of being down by two, that means you win the game. Right? And that's that's the nature of this particular sport. It is what it is. But – Hey, they were down 140 to zero and motherfucker caught the snitch, man. What can we say? That can happen. That can happen. <laughs> Interesting analogy. Mixing two of your favorite things. Speaking of, did you guys watch House of the Dragon? I did. Oh, yeah. It wasn't and? bad. It wasn't bad. Dude, it was fucking great. What are you talking it, about? It wasn't yeah. bad. It was yeah, the, so the only, good. The only thing that was somewhat questionable was the brutality of the the uh the birthing bed scene that was here's the thing though seasons one through six the game of thrones that's what that show was yeah and and even in i was a little worried like in this sort of even more pc culture they were not going to want to do that sort of thing and they were like nope yeah ashley ashley was just telling me yeah they're they said they weren't going to show any rape on the show i was like okay and then, like, <laughs> proceed to cut shot of cutting open uh, just a, other Targaryens. Yeah. And ripping Spoilers. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There's also a pretty great scene in the brothel, right? 
where yeah, they basically commanded it. everyone to stop mid fuck mid yeah, suck, and it's like hey yeah, that's <laughs> right all right proceed that i just yeah. want to that whole scene like i, I just realized <laughs> we were sitting there watching it and like right when everything went quiet you just wanted to hear <laughs> there's a, there's a, there was a, a dude in the background who looked like he was on a stage right and yeah just like turning back like yeah, well, he was and the the girl was on all fours in front of him they were on like a table yeah if that's uh, who you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah game of thrones they were definitely swapping seats that's for sure yeah, yeah they were. game of thrones is back except the <laughs> so so good and i was ready to hate it because season eight was such a fucking disaster but i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a lot of trouble as this show goes on over the next few months once the the rings of power comes out because i'm gonna confuse the targaryens and the elves and i see it coming like miles away and i'm gonna be thinking about house targaryen and i'm gonna mention sauron or elrond or some shit and it's gonna happen (laughs) it is going to happen Rings of Power comes out on September 2nd and it is getting glowing reviews. Is so it? So far. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good news because the initial response from the, at least the Lord of the Rings Fellowship, not the Pretty Neat Podcast Fellowship, which is way fucking better. Uh, but like those people were kind of hesitant on it. So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm how stoked. we So much content. And oh, then, so stoked! Then uh, next month, Andor comes out, yeah, which is going to drop three episodes all at once, and it's not going to be one of those, you know, you only get six episodes type of Disney seasons. You're going to get twelve, which is fantastic. That's pretty sweet. I <laughs> will say this: I like the once a week episode format. I wish Stranger Things would do that, so I don't mind that, and I don't mind like three up front and then once a week after that. Um kind of semi-secretly my favorite star wars movie might actually be rogue one so i'm i'm pretty 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 excited for andor for sure rogue one is my favorite rogue one that's your favorite yep my car is named k2so like i love i love rogue one (laughs) k2so is probably in my opinion top three droids yeah top three droids who's number one don't say it don't say what you know what you know what i'm thinking we've known each other long enough at this point for you to know what i'm thinking number one is r2d2 for me no it's not motherfucker no it's not no he's not even top five i'm sorry carry on ryan who's your number one (laughs) um uh bb8's up there too bb8's up there okay bb8 is number one yeah, and then I think K2 is my number two. K2 is probably number two. And then uh, from uh, Rebels, Chopper. Okay. So that's a D, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's I'm a familiar. D, but Chopper, Chopper, probably be my number three. Okay. Aaron? Nice. Mine was K2SO, then R2D2. And okay. third is probably the little training ball because i wanted ones when i was oh, for you so long. that a droid interesting if what i about if the, I, what about the little fucking mouse droids that roll around on the, the death star <laughs> those are cool i like bd1 uh bd1 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 from jedi fallen order but then made an appearance in the mandalorian which was fucking awesome <sighs> 
And then my wife got a 20 minute explanation of why Fallen Order is great and you should all play it and how that droid plays such a big part in it and how it's so cool that they put him in the show. Yo, I I have to change my list. I have to add BD1. I, I yeah, BD1 uh, is great. BD, BD1 might be number two for me and R2D2 okay. might be number three now because because Fallen Order is a fucking great game and everyone. What do you <laughs> what about you guys don't have IG 11 or 88 in there? Um, IG eighty eight's a bitch. IG eleven <laughs> has more character. Yeah, we're being totally honest. IG eighty eight is just you know a fun fact on original Star Wars trivia, uh-huh. right? Who's one of the bounty hunters that's on uh, Darth Vader's you know mm-hmm. uh, flagship in Episode five? Yeah, it's IG eighty eight. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> I gave my freshman English class. What can only be described as a 10-minute history on Groot today. So (laughs) if you want to talk deep cut shit, I am fucking here for it. And why did I give them that? Because I'm teaching them literary themes. And I use one of the I Am Groot shorts to have them identify which theme it was. And I'm like, so for those of you who don't know Groot, he's from Planet X. He's a Flora Colossus. Highly intelligent. Here's why he can't talk. Uh, He weighs four tons and he's up to 23 feet tall. And they're like, uh, cool. Sure, yeah. sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, very cool, very cool. And I think it's funny that we we spell anything on our grocery list that rhymes with oot the way Groot is spelt. So yeah, we buy F R O O T when we go to the grocery store, which fruit is also fruit. how Fruit Loops is spelled. If you didn't know, <laughs> I love Fruit Loops. It's not actual fruit. Which, no, it's not. It is actual. Yeah. <laughs> it is actual loops, though. They are loops. Anyway, BB-8 yep. is the number one droid. That's the the, <laughs> the moral of this story. R2D2 yes. is not top five. I'm sorry. Love it. You have R2 well, above C-3PO. No, only because of the scene in. Is it is it Force Awakens or Last Jedi when he's got the red arm and he sees Han Solo? He's like, maybe he didn't recognize me because of the red arm. That's fucking genius. Because uh, that's Force Awakens. Yeah, because it's so <laughs> clearly still him, right? And and his his sort of youthful youthful <laughs> I don't know uh, enthusiasm. I think is great. Uh, that's so good. IG Eleven is good too. Yeah. What did you think about <laughs> speaking of not droids? But Where do we even go from there? <laughs> yeah, how do you pivot to Luke to Luke Rockhold? <laughs> I mean, Paolo okay, Costa. we did top five droids. Luke Rockhold is is he a top five middleweight of all time? No. Okay. Hell no. No. So I gotta be honest, I will defer to you two here. Luke Rockhold is kind of a before my time guy. Okay. Hey. He was a middleweight champion in Strike Force. That's awesome. And the UFC, right? Uh, and the UFC lost it to Bisping, mm-hmm. but he beat Chris Weidman twice. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, he had a war with Yoel, but got knocked out. I mean, he had a great career. He just he didn't fight very often. Right? I don't think he fought very often once he was in the UFC. And the UFC really didn't give him the same star power that he had as champ in Strike Force. Which wasn't even that much. It's just having did the a belt. UFC buy out Strike Force? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
But shit, Luke Rockhold, man. What about you, Ryan? Anything? I was kind of fucking grossed out. You know, the third <laughs> round, he was all like rubbing his bloody fucking dripping nose all yeah, over um, Paulo Costa. Yeah. Um, if I'm being honest, right? That's fucking I have a illegal. Lot of respect. <laughs> fucking illegal. I have a lot of respect for what these guys do. Um, yeah. But if I'm, you know, if I'm judging all things equally, I was a little disappointed at how fucking gassed he was. Um, even taking into consideration it was an altitude. Like, and they're saying he had a broken nose. Oh, wow. From the fight? Yes. Yeah, from the fight. He got hit in the first round, and it was done. It was yeah. done. So he's breathing through his mouth the whole time. But that's like saying Pedro Munoz had a, had a no, no. Yeah, Pedro Munoz had a, a scratch cornea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a hater. Um I'm going back to the Bisbing days, but at the same time, like he he threw some incredible left hands. But that's exactly what I was just thinking. And, they were few and far between. And honestly, if Paulo just wanted to put it away, he would take him down and keep him down. It didn't happen that way, much to our delight in terms of some excitement in the third round. But you know, mm-hmm. if we compare that against another highly competitive striker versus striker middleweight fight it's it's nowhere near like anything that we consider to be ultra memorable it just happens to be this last fight before he retired yeah let us shoot the flaming arrow at his floating wooden (laughs) funeral pyre (laughs) have fun modeling underwear you bitch (laughs) I was very off put by him on embedded. I didn't care for the fuck use in between left hands. All that stuff, that stuff only works if you win. You have to win or that stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whereas like Leon Edwards came off as very likable in embedded, you know, for the, for the three months he's champion, it's going to be cool, but he, you know, I don't know. Luke Rockhold, it just seems like this is maybe past him. I think prime Luke Rockhold absolutely dices up Holocaust. It's not even close. Oh, but. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been way different. Plus, you might like, even have questionable substances involved. So it would have been oh, a yeah. much better might. experience. Did you say might? <laughs> I, I think... I think the problem, it actually is worse for Paulo Costa because he had so much trouble with him and he was literally hunched over on his knees like any of the three of us would have been 40 seconds into the fight and he still couldn't figure it out. So, Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's a tough look. But Paulo's kind of a sideshow anyway, right? They're not going to put him in there with Derek Brunson or fucking Alex Pajeda or Cannoneer. They're not going to do that. So, Cannoneer just got announced with... uh... Uh, Sean Strickland. I mean, I mean, fight. Rockhold. They're not going to put Rockhold for this fight in there with one of those guys. It's going to be a sideshow guy who will play the media game with him. You know, Sean Strickland and Jared Cannonier. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Both coming off a loss. You know, <laughs> one, one worse than the other. One much more devastating, of course. <laughs> yeah. To a potential future middleweight champion. Alex Bejeda. Yep. Yeah. Perspective, I would say perspective mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm curious how that's going to go uh, i when think they announced that? it for some for some time in december or early 2023 
actually you know what October if it's, 15th honest, October 15th yeah yeah it's fast okay. are they headlining a fight night uh 282 no 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 it's 282 that's two, November Abu Dhabi uh, December 280 280 no what the hell it's it's very it soon does, it doesn't it does yeah it's October 15th it doesn't say that's like six weeks away yeah poor Sean not even that's crazy I don't like that for Sean I don't it's too soon I mean he got he got clocked pretty hard he didn't get completely knocked out but he was done and Jared maybe not as accurate as Pajeda who will give Izzy problems (laughs) did you just say maybe (laughs) maybe not it is a fight night if Jared can catch Strickland, Strickland is fucked. But I also think Jared will buy into Sean's um, sort of gimmickness and get Can- emotional. Cannoneer Strickland is going to headlight, headlight, headline a fight night on the 15th, probably the from Apex. Apex. Yep, it says Apex. Fuck yeah. That's that's a good fight night headline. That's, that's a fight with a lot of implications, too. Well, okay. That's a fight with implications. With implications, I don't, I don't want to say a lot awful. of implications. They're both what you would still consider them to be in the top five in terms of the middleweight rankings, right? No, because Strickland is seventh. Oh yeah, number seven. And Cannonier is tied for second according to the UFC with with Marvin Vittori. And there's no I, number three. Brunson is fourth. Hmm. And future champ Alex Pajeda is fifth. Yo, there's a very small chance that my wife and I might be going to Vegas for our anniversary, which is that week. And it's at the oh fuck, it's at the Apex, man. If it was yeah. at like T-Mobile, I could afford a ticket. Never mind. <laughs> Shit. But well, I'll say, as we've looked at on this show, if you are gonna go to a fight night at the Apex, that would be, and you've got that kind of cash, that would be a good one to go to. That would be a great one to go to. So everybody go to the pretty neat podcast.com and buy merch. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of our merch or go to the eBay and support us that way. <laughs> That's an interesting fight night. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I laughed my ass off editing the last episode uh, with the, the, lounge music with Ryan saying Marab Devalishvili. <laughs> I had to pull over while I was driving if that if that tells you anything. Like I was just gonna say he was a he was okay. He was a nice starter course, but uh I was a little disappointed in the dish myself. Yeah. That's yeah cool. I mean pros right the, the Salt Lake City uh crowd was fantastic. Yes right? they were really really lively. The downside is the fucking altitude basically sapped everyone except for Kamaru, who looked fresh the whole fucking fight until he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a cardio or altitude issue for Kamaru's one. It was a it was a leg to the side of the head issue. Blunt force trauma. <laughs> the thing is, that is blunt force trauma. That's not even that's not even hyperbole. That that's like legitimately. Yeah, mm-hmm. blunt force. You gotta be careful with that. That's aggravated assault, son. Mm-hmm. That's bad news. That's assault, brother. Yeah, that's Prop- assault. Yeah, Marab. Marab, though, did you think he looked better than Jose, or was it just? 
Yeah, I think a little guys. bit. I think yeah. a little bit he did. He 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 took away so many offensive options for for Jose because of his pressure. He more than doubled Jose's both thrown and landed strikes, and almost doubled his significant strikes. The thing that bothers me about that statistic is okay. how surprised Jose was at the end of the fight. He looked surprised that he lost. It was he like shook his head and walked away like this is bullshit and I was meh. Meh. But what about Jose now? This is it. He's done. Yeah. He's no done. more. Yeah. No more no. title. I mean, he might fight. He might fight a couple more times, but he's not in the title picture. Okay. He would probably need three, three, uh, three stellar victories to be back in the title picture. Over. So he, by that logic, he'd have to beat some combination of, in, in some order, Aljamain Sterling, Piotr Jan, T.J. Dillashaw, Duvalishvili. Corey Sandhagen, Marlon Vera, and Sean O'Malley. He's going to beat three of those guys. He could. No, he couldn't. What are you talking about? Maybe Sandhagen. It's an outside chance. It's an outside (laughs) chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. Well, send him to one. (laughs) He'd be good there with Demetrius Johnson. I think he'd clean up in one. Uh, On Amazon Prime. Yeah. On Amazon Prime. I don't know anything about that. He would clean up in Bellator for sure. Mm. Isn't one uh, one is this this weekend? One is the only fights this weekend, if I, I recall correctly. Correct. Um, but then didn't... next weekend we have two banger fights at the top of that fight. Oh yeah, the free fights yeah. next weekend or or the following weekend are awesome. But let's we'll finish this re recap first. Yeah, Ryan called Tyson Pedro, not Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, just right off the bat with uh, Harry Hunsucker, right? Um, yeah, I was just completely wrong. Yeah. On all ha- Harry Hunsucker, right? Apparently, really good dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does a lot of things for his community. However, okay, not the best fighter. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is accurate. Hey, bud, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> Right. We really appreciate what you're doing in your community in helping troubled youth and giving okay. them a path to 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 get out of, you know, whatever types of <laughs> inner whatever turmoil is out there in the great state of Louisiana, which there's quite a bit. Does he does he do it through martial arts? Yeah, he has his own yeah. gym. See, so he that like is has an outreach program like for, for troubled youth. Almost all research shows that is like so incredibly effective for those kids for sure look at leon edwards good for him yep example uh but shit pedro i mean i i when pedro first started fighting in the ufc for the first time which was probably four or five years ago because he was he took a hiatus maybe twice he was like very very exciting and then he had a loss if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. that he should have won and I really he lost start- to OSP and uh, uh, is that Shogun Rua um, in t- both in 2018. Okay, so that was the year when I was like, okay, maybe not, but maybe they just and threw we him have up not seen high. him since until this year. Yeah, so I'm glad he's back. I think he's really exciting and shit. I mean, the Australians and the Kiwis are just like fucking awesome. I'll watch them any day. Is Kiwi like a bad slur? Am I supposed I to say New-, so. New Zealander? I don't think so. No, they're a Kiwi. Okay, and, uh, I and think, frankly, I think, and I think they also enjoy the term cunts. 
So they, they, they love that term. Yeah. And there's almost nothing on earth on earth cooler than a platypus, and that's from that region. So dude, duck billed platypus. Have you been to the San Diego Zoo Safari Park and seen them? Uh, I have not been in quite some time. Okay, we need to do that. Okay. Because they are the only two outside of Australia on Earth. And they're fucking incredible. <laughs> the duck billed platypus is um probably one of God's funniest jokes, which by the way is a dogma joke. So fun just... fact, <laughs> they thought when when scientists first saw them sometime in the early 1900s, late 1800s, if I'm not mistaken, they thought that they they found a dead one and they thought someone was playing a joke on them. <laughs> like this somebody takes this fu- stuff yeah, this fuck beaver together. Fuck somebody is took this a fucking thing. bill and put it on this fucking yeah. furry thing. Found a duck beaver, Bill. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, just so you know the Kiwi term, right? Uh they earned the moniker in the first world war. Moniker is a good word. Keep moniker. Mm-hmm. Uh, soldiers were referred to as Kiwis and the nickname stuck. Eventually, the term Kiwi was attributed to all New Zealanders who proudly embraced the moniker, just like the bird. New Zealanders are unique, adaptable, and a little quirky. <laughs> that sounds nothing like Taika Waititi movies. So, <laughs> did you guys watch the um, the Woodson Saldana fight at all? Woodson, um, I did. Yeah, it was on the prelims. Can uh, you? Would, yes, I did. You'd describe better play-by-play than i would of this situation ryan like because to me that was clearly a dq and woodson got knocked the fuck out so i'm pissed that this fight went past the first round (laughs) so watching it live right i was astounded at the fact of how effective that jab was that straight left hand on woodson (laughs) and then it's just a case of being over aggressive and he threw that knee while he was still grounded i mean the replay if you if you watch the replay you're like did he hit him flush in the face with the knee no it's more the thigh but still you know you're hitting a grounded opponent opponent with your leg uh so technically that was a dq woodson right doesn't even take the full five minutes he goes yeah i'm fine let's go <laughs> <laughs> well, i think and it was then uh... proceeds to lose yeah, and then proceeds, and it was a draw. They they went to a draw. Uh, Casey O'Neill, I think, was the fighter who posted that uh, because of like the direct the way that uh, Saldana pivoted and turned and made forward motion, it was an indication of intent, and that there was no possible excuse for it to be accidental. Um, and like the UFC has to have refs crack down on shit like that before somebody dies. Um, well, he but, mean he took a point away, right? You know, not even away, yeah. he took a point. Yeah. yeah. But again, I get your point. Like that could have gone extremely yeah. poorly for him, for, for Mr. Woodson, yeah. right? We could have gotten a cyborg situation where he broke his fucking forehead, you know? Yeah. Although that didn't happen to Mighty Mouse when he went into one and made his debut, he got kneed in the face while he was down, which is legal in one. I was going to say it's legal there, right? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, he got, I guess he did get lucky. <laughs> Shit. Um, there are some other fun fights on that card, but I didn't really jot down any other notes on any of them. But if you wanted um, to throw out anything, 
the very first one, Alta Morano looked pretty good. Yeah. Or F- F- uh, Figueredo's brother, little Figueredo. He lost, got submitted. Davidson's yeah. little yeah. brother. Well, he's definitely guy. not as good as his brother. Yeah. Francisco. It would be hard to be as good as his brother, really. His brother's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking yeah. good. He looks exactly like Davidson if you turn the brightness down on him. Um, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> He does. Kayla Harrison also fought in the Mm -hmm. PFL. Guess what? She won. (laughs) She did. Arm arm triangle from the mounted position, which is, you know, that's not the technique, but she still did it with brute force. She doesn't need to worry about the technique because she can employ that brute force on these poor girls. I agree. And uh, she's going to fight a dude with a, or I'm sorry, uh, a female (laughs) with a flat top. (laughs) <laughs> hell yeah she's Damn. already been twice <laughs> yeah i mean again they showed her kids sitting in the crowd which are i believe her now adopted niece and nephew or whatever and it's yeah. like again great person just focused on being a mom i is does she have a is she single is she a single mom um that's a great question i imagine that she is I don't remember if she's a single mom, but she does have one child, maybe two. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Kayla uh, Harrison. Is... Who is Kayla Harrison dating now? Hmm. Did you know Rachel is dating a comedian from Hawaii? Is she? Yeah, pretty cool. That's cool. They were stateside. Uh, Lorenny as well went to Disneyland. Anyway. Does she have a? Did you find Caitlin Kayla's lover? <laughs> so she's dating a former UFC fighter, Anthony Martin, who also trains at American Top Team. Okay, have been dating since 2019. Cool. So she's effectively a single mom, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They showed her kids in the crowd, and it's like, why would you, why would she subject herself to Amanda Nunez, even if she can beat her? And maybe she can. I think she's probably quite a bit bigger than Amanda. Um, why would you subject yourself to that? You, I mean, she made a million dollars of not this fight. I don't know how much she made for this fight, but the fight before this, she made a million bucks just for fighting. And she's going to get the million dollars when she wins the championship. She gets whatever else they pay her. I'm sure she's got, she's on the Bose commercials for PFL. Yeah. yeah, she makes she's, a, she's rocking the bows all the she time. She makes a very good living. Why would she subject herself to anything else? I almost don't want her to at this point. Yeah. Unless we can get her to game. fight, unless we can get her to fight Rose Nami Yunus, in which case I'm all fucking for it. Why would you do that to Rose? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wow. like she's doing to everyone what the Dodgers are doing to the Brewers right now. Jeez. Nine to two. <laughs> that was that was a weird segue. It's Wednesday, by the way. Happy Thursday, everyone. <laughs> it is it is Wednesday. Yeah. Which means that the contender series was this past Tuesday as well. I didn't watch it. I, I have to tell you, I didn't watch it, but apparently there was a boatload of great finishes. Not to mention the first tombstone pile driver finish in <laughs> UFC hi- history. <laughs> did you Somebody see this thing undertaker on that? i was gonna say somewhere the undertaker is smiling what's his real name <laughs> good question 
Did you listen to The Undertaker speaking of on Joe Rogan's podcast? Uh-uh. Fucking fascinating. Mark Calloway, that's right. Fascinating. He has so many interesting things to say. He really, but I mean, he's lived a, a crazy life, but yeah. Dang. He's 53 uh, years old. Jesus, man. Still out there doing it. Kinda. I knew he's retired. Uh, this Google search is the Undertaker rich. <laughs> <laughs> is this the pile driver? He's been a professional wrestler uh, since 1984. That is he's been this a professional one. wrestler as long as I've been alive. And he but is rich. Angle, though. No, and it's going to be difficult to finish here, but he can use try to sweep. Okay. Oh, that oh, doesn't feel oh, good. Oh. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't feel good. Here's my tape. The opponent had a submission. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. oh. This is nice. Oh, and look. Yeah, yeah. Does he have a broken collarbone? Smashed his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Five I, contracts. I, first of all, I want one of those Contender Series hoodies. Second, is the Contender Series, like, secretly the best non-UFC Saturday night event MMA thing going on? Tuesday. I love it. No, I'm saying... Like like a UFC fight night is better than Contender Series, which but that's on a Saturday. Outside of a UFC event, is the Contender Series the best thing? And that is a UFC event, but you know what I mean. It's not a fight yeah. night or a numbered card. I've watched. I did not watch this week's, but I've, I had tuned into the last couple. Entertaining stuff. Yeah, no, I would I rather. I'd rather watch it than tough. Yep. See, give us tough where they're following around these guys. They don't have to live in the same house. I would probably rather watch Bellator than no. Contender Series. I honestly would probably rather watch Contender Series than Bellator. Me too, Me too for sure. Wow. Yeah, now, you know what? I may want to. I may watch PFL over Contender Series. Same. Ooh. Ooh. Especially if Kayla's fighting, and <laughs> Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel is the real deal. That guy. Yeah. That guy is going to be in big in high level UFC fights very soon. Mm-hmm. So he's fighting in. Uh, uh, end of September, and yep. I think his opponent is the regional a regional middleweight champion. So that'll be pretty competitive yeah, or yeah, a, good, a good barometer for definitely for how uh, how talented he is. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. Dang, that was crazy. Uh that was pretty much like the MMA stuff. I mean, there was a couple of other things, but it was well, a fun weekend. What about what about? Uh, your boy moving up to welterweight to fight the leech on the uh the las vegas card with uh cosmot and nate diaz not my boy no aaron's boy yeah which one tj dillashaw no (laughs) your other your (laughs) other boy who's my other boy (laughs) your your other boy that's fighting motherfucking ling ji lang who's fighting him i forgot tony ferguson Oh. He's moving up. He's moving up in weight. He's that's, going back that's to welterweight. Phony Turgeson to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, and when the did Tiger what? Ferguson? My boy, September tenth. That? That's like two weeks yeah. away. And yeah. the fact and he that he's coming back so camps. soon is fucking wild because he got his whole head kicked off, and that was in May. Yeah, that was not that long ago. That was three months ago. <laughs> I'm I just. I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I think I have to tell you, and this might <laughs> this might just lead us into the Dom Dome, 
Don't um, do this. <laughs> but I have a new favorite fighter. Oh, I, okay. I have a 100%. I have a new favorite fighter. Aside from I Matthew, you were gonna... Matthew Immortal Brown is like my law, lifelong, like, that's my favorite fighter. Okay. I thought you were going to say that you think Tony's going to win. No. No, okay. probably not. Uh, but no, I watched Israel Adesanya reacting to the Kamaru Usman knockout. And I've watched him react like to Askren getting knocked out and Weidman breaking his leg. And I would really give anything to hang out and watch a fight card with Israel Adesanya. And that kind of makes me think he's my new favorite fighter. Like, how is he going to react when Alex Pajeda knocks him out? Probably by coming and joining our co-hosting group holy shit i hope i hope that's how that goes and uh you know kicking it with his kiwi friends i think israel has a good chance of beating alex i Um, know that you do he's done it once he definitely no he hasn't yeah that's true he's not beating him (laughs) he argued he he debatably might have beat him once (laughs) but shit uh other than that, the only thing in the re-recap I had was the Little League World Series was insane <laughs> over this past weekend. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> you should know that Drew Chadwick from the Tennessee Little League team's favorite food is probably steak. Yeah. And his teammate, Trent McNeil, is a T-Rex. <laughs> I'm a T-Rex. So you know. But there was some crazy shit, man. One of the teams... uh uh, I, I feel terrible. I don't remember the kids' names. I think it was Brogan and Keaton. One of the kids fell off his bunk overnight there and was injured and had to go to the hospital. And his little brother took his place on the team. That's cool. And got a hit. <laughs> yeah. And sweet. that's adorable. That shit doesn't happen in Major League Baseball. That's why you watch it um okay yeah that was uh really all that happened at the little league world series except the crowd is bigger there than i have ever seen it before usually like towards the last couple of games it's packed at the stadium in uh pennsylvania i think it is but this Uh, time around omaha nebraska it's not in omaha the little league no the college world series is in omaha i'm sorry yeah, yeah, the Little League one is in, uh, I, I I won't remember, but. Uh, it is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Thank you, yeah. Um, Williamsport. It's usually only slammed the last couple of days. It's been slammed the whole time. I think people just Good wanted to get outside and fill up the outfield. My eBay is going fucking crazy. Whoa. 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 Good Adrian, I got an Adrian Yana's autograph on there right now gold number four of ten and it went from a dollar to twenty i think it'll get into the hundreds okay his last one sold for 50 so i think this not bad yeah can i well we don't have to go into the dom dome for this okay and we don't even have to go into it today we can just do whatever i want to just briefly touch on the fight night that's september 3rd we don't have one this coming saturday um the two the two fights that there's a lot a lot of frenchmen on this card um <laughs> including a, a name champ at least contender uh benoit saint denis 
Benoit Saint-Denis. 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 Um, also, Joaquin Buckley is fighting. That's cool. Um, mm. Anyway, a lot of Frenchies, which is which is fine with me. Um, but the two at the top, Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori and Cyril Gaon and Tai Tuivasa. On a on a on a fucking ESPN Plus fight card, that is at twelve o'clock in the afternoon for us. At noon, that is outstanding. <laughs> so then it got me thinking, and I don't know if you guys know this about me. I love stadiums and arenas. I am I am fascinated by them. Anytime I drive by one or or get to go to one, I'm 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 all into stadiums. I just like them. So I was thinking, oh, I wonder if they're doing this where PSG plays. PSG is the big, you know, soccer team in Paris. Then I thought, well, no, idiot, they're not because that's like 120,000. And these they're not putting 120,000 people for an outdoor UFC event. Um, but it is at the Accor Arena, A C C O R. I don't know what Accor is. Uh, Accor Hotels. There you go. Um, among the events that have taken place in this building, are you ready? Oh no. Canadian singer Celine Dion. 35 performances between 1995 and 2017. Norwegian band Aha, two times in, the, in 1988. Madonna, 21 times from 1990 to 2015. Uh, a lot of European basketball. The. How many people can it see? You know, I'm glad you asked. Before I get there, um, several League of Legends championship <laughs> events, which is, believe it or not, those sell out in minutes. Um, in January twenty, January 24th of 2020, the Milwaukee Bucks and Charlotte Hornets played a regular season NBA game there. And the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons will return in January. It will also be an arena for the 2024 Summer Olympics. For a concert... 20,000 people for boxing, 16,394 basketball seats, 15,000. So we can expect that the, the UFC will be somewhere between the 15 to 17,000 range. Yeah. Which they will sell out because they do every time. Well, it's and the it, first event in France. Yeah. And it opened it, yes. uh, the Paris masters tennis tournament has been there. Um, they do some track cycling and show jumping there too. Doesn't when did it open? Opened in 1984. Hey, you forgot that uh Minnie Kelvin Gasterlum is fighting on this card. Minnie didn't forget, Kelvin. I just didn't mention it. And I don't remember who oh Nazarat Hawkfrost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See Minnie Kelvin. <laughs> Have you seen them both in the same room at the same time? <laughs> Only if the mirror is far enough away from him. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> what do you think about Gan Tuivasa? Like, we, we can't make a prediction. We got to do that next week, so we can't blather all all night about it till next. It's a week. fucking huge step up for Ty. Yep, and huge. Uh, I mean, if he's not, he's got to have the best camp of his life. He, he, <laughs> He has to be so disciplined and have a, a solid game plan, and he'll still probably lose. 
Can you name for me, Aaron, the fighters who have ever won even a single round against Francis Ngannou? Against not, Fran- not including Derek Lewis because that was horseshit. Mm-hmm. Fighters who've won a round against Francis. Yep. Uh, Stipe. Stipe. DC. Uh, no. I don't think they ever fought. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that, right. That is correct. They totally didn't. I'm not. I'm not thinking. Although there was a point in DC and Francis's career where had they matched up at heavyweight, DC would have won. I, I would give you that, but not any time in recent memory. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else Francis even. Oh, come fought. on, come on. Cyril gone. Cyril gone. Yeah, one, but... not one, but two rounds against him. So you have Stipe, you have Cyril gone. Anyone else? No. No. Why are we talking about Francis though? <laughs> because do you think who would you pick if Ty was fighting Francis? If Ty was fighting Francis, I'd yeah. pick Francis. Right. So your your sort of undisciplined punching Ty Two of Oz, all due respect to I'm a big fan of, um, is simply no good here when Cyril Gone is in the picture. It yeah, just does has, not work on him. It just doesn't has, work. He has no chance. That I, should, I mean that shouldn't even be that shouldn't that should be like minus eight hundred. <laughs> but they're heavy. I, I don't know. So you won't do his that. his punching power. I, I think the line is actually correct. Plus four four thirty for Ty and five minus five sixty for Cyril. Anything could happen, right? Kamaro just lost, but yep. Ty would have to rush in and run the elbows like he did against Derek. Yeah. Have you ever seen Cyril fight? I know you have because I sat next to you. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> it, it, that just doesn't work on him, dude. It, he's just he's too agile. Yep. I don't think Ty Ty won't be able to lock him up like Francis did. He's not fast enough, and his his wingspan does not. No, 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 no. Now he does outweigh him pretty significantly. But Ty would have zero's not cutting to two sixty five. Ty would is gonna have to knock him out, and it would have to be in the first or second round. The problem is right. He have to get inside, and he's faced with a six inch reach disadvantage. Yeah. He's he will struggle. Although he had a pretty similar disadvantage against Greg Hardy, but Greg Hardy is far less Different talented. Of course, fucking fighters. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. And, just and you saying. know what? If they were lining up on opposite sides of a scrimmage line, you might have a point. <laughs> yeah. But he with Greg Hardy, he had to face somebody who was ultra aggressive with that and not ultra technical. So yeah, I'm interested okay. to see how he does against somebody who's far more technical. But I'm not saying I would pick Ty. I never would have. No, nor nor <laughs> this is a, this is Cyril's fight. Now I would jump on the other person from Down Under on this card, though. I think Whitaker is gonna is gonna beat Vittori by decision. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I don't Romantic. hate Vittori at that plus one ninety five. I, I think there's value in that bet, whether you win it or not. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think this is a, a repeat of the Romero fights. It's just when, when people get ultra aggressive with Whitaker, he tends to do really well at keeping them off. And he scores points when he does it. I love watching Whitaker fight, though. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole reality where Stylebender doesn't exist, and, and Robert Whitaker defends that about five or six times for sure. When you were talking about how Uriah Hall is so much bigger in person, which is mm-hmm. definitely true, Vittori looked so much smaller in person, if I may See, say so. 
I would actually say that, and I've never stood next to Robert Whitaker, but it, he seems smaller to me than other middleweights. Yeah. Robert Whitaker? Yeah, yeah. In my head, when I picture him, he is smaller than other fighters. I think whereas, like, truth to that. Whereas, I think like, he could make welterweight. He, he may very well be able to, and he's only six foot, which is not huge. Whereas, like, Cyril Gaon did not look undersized with Francis Ngannou, and basically everyone does. Cyril Gaon's fucking huge. Yeah. Whitaker stands really wide also. So he looks a lot shorter against whoever. Maybe that's fighting. what it is. He looks really short against Israel. Uh, and he is much shorter than Israel because Israel yes. is a freak of nature. Yep. But like he looked like the same size, if not a tiny bit bigger than Yoel Romero, who's, I mean, he's built like a, a tiny rhino, but still. Yeah, Whitaker is one of those guys that I feel like I would meet and he would look like, uh, you know, you'd bump into him buying some Modelo at a gas station. Just a totally normal looking guy. <laughs> Whereas you I'm see Vittori. Tell you a story about Modelo at a gas station. Are you ready? I love it. <laughs> is this where the Dom Dome starts? <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it. Maybe oh, you have a new one or is that the one I've heard before? It's the same one. Yeah, okay. So I was at a gas station in Burbank, California, Thanksgiving time last year. And uh, these two, I'll call them bros, were trying to find the right alcohol for the party they were headed to. And uh, I was with a mutual friend of ours, Aaron. uh, Ryan, I don't think you've had the pleasure of meeting this individual. And uh These these two bros, one of one of whom settled on you guessed it, a case of white claw. The other one <laughs> says, and I quote, "I think I'm going to get this," and holds up a pack of Modelo. And bro number two goes, "Some Dellers, sweet." <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, "Oh, hell yeah!" Well, I'm way too old to be standing here at this time in my <laughs> life, so. Let's get our fucking licorice and get out of here because <laughs> some Dellers. Some Dellers. Yeah. Get yourself some Dellers. Sweet. Sweet, bro. I yeah. used to I used to drink the Peebs, which was the PBR. A little PBR. Yeah. I, I can yeah. do a little PBR here and there. I like yeah. Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going cheap beer. But there is a there is a period of time where I would have drank Peebs while smoking P Funks. I don't so, know what P Funk is. That was for Parliaments. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone goes through a parliament phase when they decide they're going to smoke. Which everyone should quit. It's bad for yeah. you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a sh- we already did the re-recap. Was there anything in the dome you wanted to particularly riff on today? Anything just, else just going on? Just the angels being for sale and, and how that really is kind of the the best news that that franchise could have. And, and you know what? Yeah. Mike Trout had an interesting quote about it. He said, he's always had a good relationship with Artie and his wife. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he, he appreciates the, the trust they have shown in him really since he was 19 years old, which is true. Um, I have not Buster only has a big piece on it. I can't help but put myself mentally in a position where I've got the money to buy the team and I I would, and I would immediately fire everyone. And I'm not exaggerating 
and I would allow the GM an opportunity to interview to retain his job. And I, I might keep him. Um, outside of that, everyone is gone. Everyone. I'm talking, I, you take tickets, you got to get the fuck out of here. It, unfortunately, maybe I don't go that deep, but, it, you know. Um, hey. <laughs> It's it's good news. It's good news because the owner is the one thing you can't fire, right? Yeah. And it would be you'd be hard pressed to point to anything super successful that he's done. He signed Vladimir Guerrero. That was a big deal. Um, he he was very successful early, and then since 2011, it has really kind of been a disaster. And the you know. Listen, Angel fans, I don't know if they know the difference. Unfortunately, I talked about that last week, but um that was that was the domiest thing. You know, it's it's weird. The Angels do have a very dedicated following, which is good. You're you're taking over a, a fixer upper with a couple of fucking absolute golden gem pieces, one of which you can trade and and really jumpstart the the rebuilding process. The other one you gotta keep and uh Mm-hmm. that's all that's all i've got on that we'll see how the sale goes these things can drag out for some time 2.2 billion dollars is a lot of money not everyone has that um i don't even have like an ideal owner I, I don't know who the the person that should step in would be maybe dana white i don't know maybe he's interested <laughs> then he can move him to vegas and, and really just complete my fantasy we'll see <laughs> I like well, a that. team is going there. You laugh, but a team's going there. You think yeah. the Angels are going to Vegas? The well, Las Vegas Angels? No, it will likely be the Oakland A's. But um, there is a scenario where they move. Some people think Long Beach, if they can't get the stadium situation figured out, they have like the second or third oldest stadium in the American League and the fourth oldest in baseball. So um, if, they've got to they've got to figure it out. If they if they if they don't move a franchise to vegas what do you mean move uh-huh would they what would you name a vegas baseball team whoa let's talk about that we'll send it out that way because i have no i mean like i'm like <clears throat> there's a it feels like there's a lot of options but it also feels like there's not for some reason like you don't want to call them the gamblers or the aces or something. That's yeah, the, yeah. that's the WNBA team. You can't call them that. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. like sharks. I mean, card sharks. No, no. <laughs> the bellhops. Are you trying to name them something that is related to the city? So if we look at their other teams, right? They have the Raiders, and you can't change the Raiders' name, so they kept that. That's fine. Um, you have the. Las Vegas Aces, that's the WNBA team, and that makes sense, right? I think their logo actually incorporates, like, an ace somewhere. I like Golden um, Knights. The Golden Knights, which was a fan vote, if I'm not mistaken. And I know the locals initially hated it, and they are they are uh, easily the most successful and famous team in that division. Ryan, would you agree? Famous? Yeah, of course. Golden Knights? I, I would. Uh, I mean, I I want to know what your def, definition of famous is. I mean, they're the most competitive. They're the best run. <laughs> they're they have no 
there's no one else in that division that is even close, right? In their short history, yes, I would say comparatively they haven't had. A <laughs> I like how team. you just sidestep my dig at the Kings there. I'm trying um, to be diplomatic. Here. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, the locals did not initially like it. I don't know how they feel about it now. Um, I could see like the the Las Vegas lights. Or like, oh, or like the Las Vegas neon, or like something. I like don't that. hate the Las Vegas lights. That's not too bad. Yeah. Or uh, they're gonna thought, get in. I thought Shimmer first, but that sounded a little bit too okay. homoerotic. But the Las Vegas Shimmer sounds pretty okay. cool. They're going to get an NBA team as well. It's just a matter of time. You got to call uh, them the Rockets, the Desert <laughs> Eagles, the Desert Eagles. Uh-huh. No, nah, they they won't do a gun theme thing. Mm. Um, the fucking eagle. <laughs> and what would their mascot be? Who <laughs> a, giant a baseball eagle. team? Yeah, a giant eagle. I don't. The, I don't know what you would call a Vegas baseball team. If Oakland goes there, I'm sure they'll just be the Las Vegas Athletics. If if a team like the Angels went there, honestly, they'd probably just be the the Las Vegas Angels or yeah. the Las the Los Angeles Angels of Las Vegas or whatever the fuck. Martin <laughs> Reno's still the owner. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go back let's go back to the angels right all right so (laughs) joe lacob who owns the golden state warriors has looked Mm -hmm. into buying the angels in the past okay is that true yes okay so joe lacob for those of you who don't know um is the guy from what is the name of his technology company Intel? No. HP? No. Dell? No. Westgate? It is on the tip of my tongue. You got Joe, Joe LaCobb is from... LinkedIn. He's no. from Massachusetts. No, <laughs> I, partner no in... I know that. But what <laughs> company does it... Where did he make his money? Um, um, he developed autotrader.com, okay, line technology, and new vasive. No, is also a partner in a venture capital firm. That is uh, Oracle, Oracle, Larry Ellison is what I'm thinking of. Sorry, oh, that's somebody else. Larry yeah. Ellison, Larry was, Ellison is the Oracle guy, yeah. Oh, but he was involved with the with Joe Lacob and the, the Warriors for a little while. What um, about uh, Stan Kroenke? They're saying that he also wanted to buy, oh. try and buy the Dodgers. Oh, I'm so taking my shorts the, off right now. <laughs> you can buy the, the Angels. I'm taking my shorts off right now if Stan Kroenke <laughs> buys the Angels. Stan Kroenke has all the money, so he certainly could He could just wire the $2.4 billion. <laughs> Stan Kroenke's like, hang on. I've been, I've been, I've been fucking butt-fucking the NFL salary cap for years. Watch what I do with a sport with no salary no cap. Salary cap. Oh, yeah. be still my beating heart. Yeah, be okay. still my beating heart. I can't even. Uh, Clippers owner the Angels. Ballmer is said is, no, is, said, is not believed to be interested. Good. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, Mark Cuban said he's not interested. That's fine. Uh Owner Henry and Susan Samuel, owners of Orange County's other major team, are not believed to be interested. I, I don't think, think they have the money. Okay, so LaCobb, he is from Massachusetts, but he moved to SoCal when he was a kid. He has the money. Yeah. 
Well, maybe not. His net worth is $1.5 billion. He says, Real I became time. an Angels fan and worked at Anaheim Stadium for seven years as a peanut vendor. So there's clearly <laughs> oh some interest. I would be... So here's what I like about the Warriors, right? And here's what the Angels don't do, to the best that I can tell. The Warriors... The NBA has a, a, a not as strict as the NFL salary cap, but a strict salary cap. And they got so lucky that the Minnesota Timberwolves drafted two point guards ahead of Steph Curry. But what they have been able to do is capitalize on the talent they've had. And they, when it comes to everything that goes on off the court, training, technology, research and development, um, they had their players wearing, you know what an aura ring is? You sometimes see UFC fighters yes, wearing it. Yes, I do. Um, they had their players wearing shit like that in like 2014. Um, they, they spare no expense on the things that there is no limit on. They have the state of the art, everything. And I, as far as I can tell, the angels really don't have that. So that is what would excite me about a guy like Joe, like buying the angels, the Las Vegas and lights. same thing with Las Vegas lights is pretty good. It's same taken. thing. Oh, is it really? It's their um, major league soccer team. Oh, okay. It's a good it name. sounded a little bit familiar. It is a good name. Um, same thing with the Rams is they spare no expense on the salary cap and on the things that, you know, Sean McVay turned down 20 million a year from Amazon to work on Thursday nights only. There's a reason for that. So there's a reason also the terms of his deal weren't disclosed because I think they gave him a fuck ton of money and he's worth every penny. But um, Stan Kroenke spares no expense when it comes to the things that, that don't have a limit. So, and that's, I do think in some ways where the angels are lacking. So. Hmm. Yeah. They said it could be, uh, could be sold by opening day, 2023 or right after that. I expect that if they're actually going to sell a deal will be in place by then. Hmm. And it also maybe makes a little more sense that they didn't trade Otani because you want him there to keep the value of the team high because he truly does bring in an excessive amount of revenue in from the Japanese market. Um, Hmm. But all told, my second order of business would be tasking my either retained GM or new GM with with trading him for everything a team has, which you could do. So, hmm. I like Las Vegas Rollers. Las Vegas <laughs> rollers, rollers for a baseball team? No. <laughs> the Las Vegas Croupiers. Bouncers? No. Well, the, you could. How about knee breakers since there's baseball bats? Because that makes sense in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> the Las Vegas knee breakers? That'd be a great baseball team. Or laces. Because then you got like the the stripping and you got laces on the ball. Eh? No, I'm bad at this. Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas mob. The slots. I like mob. I think there's a Vegas mobsters minor league. No, they're the aviators. Also a good name. I, you could call them the pack or like the rat pack, something related the to Las the Vegas. Oh, the Las Vegas pack. The, Las Vegas pack. That's not bad. Or something. The Las Vegas Sammy Davis juniors. Could you do that? Could that <laughs> the be the Las- name of this episode? The Las Vegas Sammy Davis juniors. <laughs> yeah. Black um, Jews. Black Jews. 2024. <laughs> was he Jewish? Yeah. That's why he was in so many different industries. <laughs> that makes sense. My favorite 
Sammy Davis Jr. story, was it the flamingo that after he had swum in the pool, drained it? <laughs> and uh, Frank Sinatra was like, we're never coming back here. Fuck you guys. Um, Frank, the Las Vegas Sinatras? Really? That would be good. There, I like Sinatras. My Ryan's got a grimace. No, and you don't, I, you don't like Sinatra? No, the the Las Vegas Sinatras. I was just throwing it out there. Okay, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Sinatra. Do you? Crooner, crooner. Okay, go yeah, for yeah. it. But don't name a team after him. Okay, it was the New Frontier Hotel and Casino in 1952. They drained the pool. Ooh, I think it should be called the Las Vegas Green. And the colors should be red and black. That way it's roulette. And it's money. Okay. The Las Vegas. I still like lights. Lights is good. The Las Vegas sevens. Is there, could you like a craps thing? Sevens. Yeah, that would be good. The sevens would be, you know what? The Las Vegas FC should have take the name, the rollers for rolling the ball and rolling the dice. And the baseball team should take the lights. Because under the lights is like a baseball term. Yeah, I agree with you there. You play on the field under the lights. Also, LVFC just has a cool ring to it. They could have just been Las Vegas Football Club. Austin MLS is just Austin FC. Oh, really? So there is Mm -hmm. no... That makes sense, because I I don't recall ever seeing mascots or team. I see the the tree, you know? Yep, the tree. Is that a a sycamore tree? Can you tell the way it is? Mm. (laughs) What kind of trees do they have in Austin? Cedar. Cedar. Toxic as good to cook salmon on, though. Indeed. Nice, nice cedar plank. Ugh, but the only problem though is that cedar pollen is toxic. There's every single human on earth is is except for maybe a few rare immunized genetic freaks. Uh, are allergic to cedar and because it's a toxin it gets worse no matter what so we're definitely gonna have to leave texas eventually (laughs) at least leave this area because i can feel it already i come to california to visit you guys and i can breathe trees are an interesting thing yes (laughs) trees (laughs) trees 2024 is that how we're going the lost the las vegas Cactus. Cacti. The last... Uh, see, the Sin City baseball shirts that they could like have as their practice shirts are like fucking gold. The Las Vegas... The Las Vegas specimens. Could you do an alien <laughs> thing? That's what I was thinking too, like Area 54. Because it, it used to... The minor league team used to be the 51s, I think, is what they were called. Mm. 51s? Yeah, because like Area 51. Hmm. Oh yeah. Why did I say Area 54? Studio 54. Studio Area 54. 51. That's right. Damn it. Yeah. But it's one and the same in Vegas. Really? I mean, that maybe that's what it would be. The Las I Vegas got it. prostitutes. The Las, the Las Vegas, Vegas prostitutes. Alien ant farm. <laughs> the hookers. The Las, the Las the Vegas alien ant farms. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> their best move. Their best cover. Yeah. Their best, their, song, their best was a cover. song was a cover of a song that's really not that great. I'm not a Michael Jackson guy. That will shock no one who has ever listened to this show. You're more of a Sammy Davis Jr. type of guy. 
Yep. Unless it's Sammy Davis Jr. Jr., which, by the way, is grandfather's seeing eye bitch. What? Why do you call her that? What? Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. Because Sammy Davis Jr. was grandfather's most beloved singer. And you? What? Yeah, he was a Jew. You didn't know that? Father informs me that this is not possible. Of course it is. You can find he's the most famous black Jew in America. Please tell me, is the shark also the Jew? Who? The Shaquille O'Neal, the Los Angeles Lakers. No. And Michael Jackson? No. Definitely not a Jew. Yeah.